an hour of truth for the battered but proud people of the Empire State. From the financial and entertainment epicenter of New York City to the sleeping and empty small cities and towns of upstate, which once bustled with manufacturing, mining, and farming. We all know from inspiration, history, and nature, we deserve a return to the success and growth of generations past, a birthright being squandered by corruption in Albany, and the depredations of an insecure, scheming mountebank posing as governor, who loathes both us and himself. As liberty beckoned to enslaved peoples behind the Iron Curtain via American broadcasts after World War II, we now say, believe, rise, and join us. Welcome to Radio Free New York. Well, Andrew Hollister continues to be on assignment, uh, meaning he's at a family gathering uh, over in the Czech Republic. In his stead again today, we have uh, Kevin Wilson. Hello. Hello. Welcome, everyone. We are here live in the WYSL studios. And your sidekick, your loyal sidekick. Yes, we do have. I'm identifying as a ham sandwich today. Okay. All right. You do your thing, man. Yes. Sean Phelan, (laughs) our our resident agent of chaos. And, of course, Bob Savage in studio producing as well. Greetings all. Uh, So, again, we are live in studio again. Uh, If you want to join the conversation this hour uh, between noon and one, Give us a call at 585-346-3000 or leave us a comment. We're across the interwebs on Radio Free New York Facebook page, Andrew C. Hollister, YouTube. Comment on any one of those. I will see it. I will acknowledge it, maybe. And if it's good, we'll talk about it. And don't forget, 103.2, the jock. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. 107.9. Yeah. No, 109.7. No, see, there I gave go. out an even number on the end because I know yeah. the even numbers. You can't well, you know, Dominican Republican, they uh, they have even numbers on that phone. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, when so I was in Thailand, yeah. that was the same case, too, and it was really strange. There was no bleed over. I, huh. I thought they would be. Oh, well, whatever works. I don't know much about the, the radio stuff. I just come in and talk, and I let, I let Bob handle all the hard stuff here. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Sean, I, I realize I don't know if we've ever actually introduced you. Sean, who are you? I am the <laughs> the Libertarian uh, Party board member for Monroe County. I am also the state representative for New York State's uh, Libertarian Party, which is about to change over to the regular party. And I'm yep. a former uh, school teacher. Yep. All right. Cool. I know you. We realized we just kind of jumped in, started talking. And of course, we used to have a show together uh, back on another station. We used to have a show called yes. Outside the Echo Chamber, and that's that's why you know I have Sean in because. Sean keeps things interesting in the studio. <laughs> he always does. I never know what he's going to say. But uh, we do have a few interesting topics coming up, uh, including uh, something related to some breaking news that I just saw come in. And I, and I want to talk about vaping a little bit because there, there are two interesting things that happened this week related to vaping. Uh, one is that New York State, uh, in a, a recent ruling, struck down uh, the flavor ban in New York State. Yes. So Governor Cuomo had tried to and, – and the, the health department had tried to uh, institute a flavor ban in New York and it said that the, – the ruling said that it exceeded the authority in attempt to, t- to curb the teen vaping crisis, basically saying that they need an act of the legislature to be able to do this. It was illegal for the governor to just go and do it on his own by executive fiat as, as I understand it. That's correct. Yeah. And so – and I, I love seeing rulings like this because – yeah, no, that, that that makes sense to me. That's common sense. How can the governor just go in and declare that this product is banned? But, and, but the youth, 
You got to protect the youth. The yeah, youth, no, got to save know? the kids. Got to save the kids from themselves. It's always always about about the yeah. kids. And and you know, I I was ranting about this before the show, but I I don't vape. You know, I it's not my thing. Uh, if you do, that's fine. That's great. What what drives me nuts about the moral panic around vaping is when the government is not only banning products that I think adults should be able to use without any penalty, but it's also that they're lying about it. And that's what really drives me nuts, that, yes. that the, the Governor Cuomo has constantly said, oh, this is killing people now. And in, in the recent breaking news, the other news story is that I, I saw across several news channels uh, an Ontario County woman died and the headline always says, from vaping. Yep. And in all the, a lot of the news stories it says Va- – Vaping related is vaping actually related. The, the, the way they term it. Yes. They, yes. Yeah, they term it vaping related, quote unquote, right? And And – what drives me nuts about these news stories is, like, okay, we know that the CDC found that most of the quote-unquote vaping-related illnesses and deaths were caused by a contaminated THC product. In all of these news stories, they conflate that with e-cigarette use, which is not quite the same thing. No. And so that's that's what gets me it, – it's, it's a public safety issue, right? Like if, if e-cigarettes are actually causing people to get sick – then that's fine. You know, like we should investigate that. We should look into that. That's not really what's happening here. What's happening in most of these cases is THC related illness, that's and right. people should be worried about that. Well, you should what, know what, what your product, where your product is coming from. Yeah, well, when the when the, you're smoking dope and you're using a, a vaping device to do that, and that's got uh, lots of times the vaping stuff that is, I, I'm, I only have a peripheral understanding of this stuff. Yeah. Uh, but when you're when you're smoking dope using you know, uh, cannabis oil or whatever. Uh, sometimes they add a, uh, a something to that as a form of vitamin E that coats your lungs and makes your lungs incapable yeah. of of uh, doing the gas exchange, which is necessary right. yeah, for like your lungs to work. Some type of oil that that people add in there, which is fine if you add it to food. It's not going to hurt you if you add the food. But people have been adding it to because you don't put food in your lungs. Exactly. Right. So you don't want to do that. It's dangerous, and you know. In theory, you should know like where your product is coming from, what people are putting in it, and then the black market that doesn't always happen. Uh, in a well, legal actually, market, when it, when it comes to this uh, THC stuff, you don't know where any of it comes from. In most cases, well, sometimes you do. I mean, you you can you can find people that are producing it themselves or taking you know uh, vaping liquid that they bought from you know a, a reputable store and they're adding THC to it. Like you you could you could in theory do that, right? You know, in I'm, theory, I'm not saying I know people that do that, but yeah, I do. I do know people that do that. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, they, uh, you know, with any black market item, uh, they will take whatever the product is and they will mix it in with something to stretch it out to um, bring their profit margins up higher. Right, they're, they're, they're cutting it, right? Yes, it's- exactly. Cutting it, yes. So, but my thing is, is with this whole, you know, thing is, if you were to look at the vaping ban and the deaths and everything and look at that time frame and then compare that to the amount of deaths of cigarette smoking. Yeah, it's not even close. Not even close. But yet what do you hear from the government? Yeah. Crickets. Not yeah. And, and again, I'm not I'm not saying like go out and vape. I'm not I'm not going to go out and say it's good for you. It's it's possibly less bad for you than, you know, smoking cigarettes. But I, I also don't think it's going to kill you, and I don't think it's productive for the government to to make that accusation. And and what, what Governor Cuomo said in response to the the woman who died in Ontario County, and that it's, it's awful, is said 
These deaths are tragic and they're also preventable. We know smoking, nicotine, are dangerous is becoming tragically clear by the day that vaping is too. But again, we don't exactly know that that's what caused this. No. They're trying to jump on that to, ju- to retroactively justify a ban where there's no scientific evidence to prove that legal e-cigarette products are causing this. And again, I'm not standing these products. I'm just saying I don't like when the government lies to ban something. Right. And it's clear that if anybody applies any kind of logic and reason to it, um, you know, cigarette smoking, you're you're burning a leaf product and you are oxidizing it. Inhaling those fumes is fundamentally very bad. Yeah. While vaping, vaping takes whatever the product is and brings it into a gaseous form which is not oxidized, therefore not burned, and therefore... It was a carbon, it, I get it, that hmm? coach along. I thought it was the carbon that did it. Yeah, right. Yeah, but but what, I'm, what I'm getting is is yeah. that, you know, it's not as abrasive, it's not as aggressive, it's not as harsh, it's a lot smoother. And then, of course, when they add, like, bubblegum flavor to it, you know... Yeah, which, which of course, we, we, we should mention that it, in... Addition to the New York State ban, which was struck down recently, there is a federal ban now that is on fruit-flavored products and mint-flavored products, although you're still able to buy uh, flavorings that you can then add afterwards yourself, as I understand, which which people would do anyway because that's what people did before there was enough of a market to create pre-flavored product is people just add their own thing. And <clears throat> Yeah, so – and then yeah, I, there's a comment here from uh, Jeremy. He says, uh, so legalize THC and don't have to buy it off of the black market. Yeah, I mean that's that's exactly. a solution to that is is if we have legal products and you're able to hold the manufacturer of that product accountable, then I think that you're going to end up with safer products. But New York is going to do the same darn thing that California did and overtax it and just stimulate the black market some right. more. Yeah. Well, if you want these products, are, are you going – are you going to go to the state store and pay four times what the street price is? Nah. I don't think so. You're going to you're going to keep on buying the stuff from uh, from Vito down in the mailroom, you know, like you always did. And that's the product, and it, that, that's that's what ends up happening. And hopefully, Vito is uh, not getting his product from a source that adds vitamin E acetate. That's making you sick. I joked with uh, somebody that posted something on Facebook about, oh, California's first month uh, with the legalization, they took in $2.3 million in taxes. And I'm like, oh, great. They sold two ounces. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> yeah, and, and By the way, and the, the pattern is, and we've seen this in Colorado and other states, is there's an initial, if you'll pardon the expression, rush to, uh, to, to try these products. And then when people get tired of paying the ridiculous prices and the novelty of going walking into a, a storefront, yeah. you know, as opposed to buying it out of the trunk of an El Dorado, uh, is uh, you know that wears off when you're paying the uh, all the taxes on top of the dope. Yeah, yeah. I, and, and I think most people would prefer to buy it the legal way, but you know oh, the market uh, finds a way. It'd be great to walk into a Seven Eleven or something and just be like, "Yeah, I'll take uh, you know that." You know. Yeah. All right, so we'll be back in just a few moments here on Radio Free New York. Thanks for listening in.
Your business relies on computers and technology to operate. Slow, unreliable networks and servers can cause unplanned downtime and affect your bottom line. The experts at Simple Tech Innovations are here to help. Their preventative maintenance program ensures that your computers and network are kept up to date and monitored for any issues, keeping your business running smoothly. They also help clients achieve HIPAA, PCI, and New York State cybersecurity compliance to keep your network safe and secure. Whatever your business IT needs are, Simple Tech Innovation should be your first call. They've won the best in Rochester eight years in a row and have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. Call them today for a free consultation at 585-200-3182. That's 585-200-3182. Simple Tech Innovations. You're listening to Radio Free New York. Okay, Sean has uh, lit up his, uh, well, I guess you don't really light it up, his e-cig, so we're ready to go. <laughs> yeah, no need to light up. <laughs> All right, so a welcome. A little curly cue thing on the end that uh, simulates a flame. The, the cool light. Oh, yeah, there we go. Lights up. <laughs> Get one of those. I've seen those before. Just a little lights up. Is that, is it, I got to say, these things are dorky. <laughs> it's, it's like the modern mullet. Yeah. You think they're going to go out of style? They're just going to look like a, a nerd go thing out to of, do? They are out of they style. They are out of style? Yeah. Well, well, just, people think they look cool, you know. Got got the face piercings and the colored hair. And, what? Okay, boomer. <laughs> <laughs> still understand. Yeah, cool I plead things. guilty. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, I, I'm I'm kind of with you on that. I'm not. It's not really my thing. Uh, but, yeah, it's do, do what you want to do. You're an adult. It's your body. Uh, I don't think that the uh, government should be in the business of banning these types of things. But well, speaking, we definitely agree there. Yeah. But speaking of banning things, uh, let's talk about Virginia a little bit. Yeah, let's ban government. Yeah, oh, ban government. No, All right. Sorry. Is that where that went? <laughs> no. So so in Virginia, and I know Andrew has done a whole episode covering the, the, the gun bills and the gun laws that are going through down there. And if you haven't listened to that yet, I encourage you to listen to it. It's great. It's very informative. Uh, since then, some other things have happened as well. Uh, Sean, do you have an update on that? I know you want to talk about it. Well, for people that are like living under a rock, um, Virginia governor declared a state of emergency ahead of a gun rights rally that was uh, due to concerns about uh, another Charlottesville incident that uh, might occur, if you remember the one back in uh, August of 2017. And really – it just seems like uh, another move to infringe on not only First Amendment but Second Amendment rights, you know. And right. you know, and I saw the setup, and they've got like fences set up, like cages to yeah, you know cage the people in. Walk and through security. To be no, 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 no. I'm more than that. You yeah. know, it's not just like oh, here's a little fenced-in area you have to walk through. You know, get checked by security to make sure you're all right. They're taught they, they got like areas penned off. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it like. <laughs> I don't know if they actually called it a freedom zone or if that's just one of the things that was uh, making fun of it online. But they – yeah, it's a, you can see like the, the area around the Capitol and like this is where you're allowed to protest in this little cage yeah. uh, that you have to walk through TSA-style security to be able to get through. Because again, what the what the governor had done is, is they are uh, allowed to have – I don't like using that word, but they are allowed to have a rally. Uh, but the, the governor has issued an executive order saying that you are not allowed to have a firearm at this rally, which is, again, protesting the uh, Virginia gun, right, gun rights restrictions that have recently uh, 
gone through. And, and I'm going to read off the, the, the legal brief from the executive order. It says, determined to prevent another tragedy, the governor issued a carefully limited executive order. The order does not prevent anyone from speaking, assembling, or petitioning the government. Instead, it temporarily precru- precludes private possession of firearms in a sensitive public place during a specified time to protect public safety and safeguard the rights of all citizens to peacefully speak, assemble, and petition their government. So what's wrong with this picture? Anyone? He he, he declared the entire area is going to be a gun-free zone, except for the people that are protecting him. Well, there's more to it than that. Uh, Governor Blackface, uh, aboard them all, Northam, is he's made a little quantum leap here, logically, uh, because he doesn't want a repeat of Charlottesville. There was no shooting in Charlottesville. No, there was not. Charlottesville was a single person uh, who uh, who had apparently some issues who ran over another person with a car. So if we don't one person, he hit a whole slew of people. Well, I mean, he killed one. Is what I meant to say. He killed killed one. Is what I meant to say. It was one fatality. And if if uh, Governor Blackface doesn't want a repeat of Charlottesville, he should be banning motor vehicles, not guns. Right. Yeah. And and the the other thing that's going on with this is that they're, they're kind of conflating to right like the the thing that happened in charlottesville was a unite the right rally it was it was a gathering of far right individuals this is not necessarily that this is a a second amendment protest where you have the right to to carry private firearms in the state of virginia still and and you're able to to take those out in the public and they're trying to take away that right uh, at least temporarily in this situation, and they're purposefully conflating the right to be able to defend yourself with the Second Amendment with white supremacy. Those are not at all no, related that, things. That's exactly that's that's another fallacy. And by the way, there's also a backdrop to this whole thing, and that is ninety out of the ninety five counties in Virginia have passed resolutions. Uh, declaring themselves Second Amendment sanctuary counties because of Governor Northam's announcement that he's going to uh, impose draconian gun control laws, including forced confiscation. So that's what the impetus for this whole thing is. It's not just like a bunch of gun nuts all got together and decided they're going to beat up on uh, on Governor Abortimal. The West Virginia legislature has introduced a resolution which, if passed, would grant constitutional-friendly Virginia counties the right to secede and join West Virginia. Yeah, that's not going to The measure would be. In, the you, measure would be. Hold on. The measure would okay, be. In, the measure would be a- acted under the provisions of Article Four, Section Eleven of the Constitution of West Virginia. The measure is also assures Virginia citizens that their firearm rights shall be protected to the fullest extent possible under the federal and state constitutions. Yeah, the reconstitution of states, I think Congress is going to say it there, yeah. too, about that. Now, the, Congress has to approve uh, any any change in, in the state's uh, territory, so I'm betting that's not going to happen, but it's it's interesting to, to talk about and think about, because it, it, it comes up every once in a while in New York, where some counties in the southern tier want to secede and, and become part of Pennsylvania instead or something. And Let's bring uh, back the state of Franklin and Jefferson again. <laughs> It's all got to be approved by Congress, John. That's you know, most people don't even know those were states at one time. Well, they they almost became states. Well, yeah, I don't want to say states isn't like yeah. yeah so there's state, there's a whole. We'll, we'll have to do another like pre-recorded episode on on that type of stuff, which is interesting. Um, but again, with, with this stuff that's going on in Virginia, I 
Again, I, I don't – I take issue with the purposeful conflating of people who want to ha- exercise their Second Amendment rights with, with uh, white supremacists. And that, that's something that gets painted all the time. Yeah, Mar- the, marginalization is it called. Yeah, right. So it's a, they want to build that association in your mind. So every time you start to see that on mainstream media sources and among Democrats, uh, you, you really ought to challenge that again because – and again, this is another one I want to do a deep dive in history on, but like gun control as like a tool of white supremacy, as in the government using gun control to be able to suppress the rights of African Americans throughout history, is a fascinating mm-hmm. and awful thing. I heard like the guys from World War II like stood up in was it Kentucky or Tennessee? Or Tennessee, Tennessee. Tennessee. Yes. Yeah. Athens, Tennessee. It's another one during mm-hmm. Reconstruction. Again, I want to do a whole episode on that yeah. one of these days because it's it's really interesting, but. Again, you as an American have a right to be able to defend yourself. You have a right to be able to peacefully petition your government. The the, the people who are going there, I know there may be some people who do have ill intention. I get that. Oh, yeah. We try to prevent that. But oh, yeah. I mean I, I don't think that most of those people there are going there to, to protest peacefully. And if something ever if something does happen, the, the the patriotic Americans who want to see people be safe, they're going to be there to stop that incident immediately. Yeah, the appalling thing that's going on is not the uh, the gathering of you know six figures worth, maybe 150, 170,000 uh, folks who are believers in the Second Amendment, and many of whom intend to uh, carry legally uh, in the, in uh, you know accordance with state law down there. Uh, but the, what's really appalling is the dishonesty, the blatant dishonesty from Governor Northam uh, about the nature of this this group, about the origins of. Uh, and also the alarmism is yeah. uh, is it's appalling. It's just yeah. a great big lie. Yeah, yeah. And they you know they they want they want you to think like oh just because there's a bunch of people who are you know exercising the Second Amendment right over here that it must mean they're making a march on the Capitol to overthrow the government. No, mm-hmm. that's not right. necessarily what they're doing. That's they're they're just. They're going there to. They again, want to be. They want to be heard. Yeah, they want to be heard. They they they're feeling like the 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 government of Virginia is ignoring them and violating their rights, and they absolutely have a right to go there and make that statement. And I think they have a right to do that with the firearms too, to show that like, hey, we're doing this, we're safe, we want to be able to defend ourselves. That is our constitutional right, and you guys don't get to violate that. I, I really hope it does not become violent. I really do. However, I do have a lot of microwave popcorn ready. I'm just yeah. Sit back and watch. Like it. It. By, by the way, uh, microwave popcorn is even more dangerous than vaping. So I think I, that, I, that, uh, that, that you ever breathe those fumes? That uh, <laughs> that butter-like stuff is uh, yeah. Uh, diacetyl. Um, That's what it, it is. It's uh, don't they use that to patch roads with? You know, potholes and stuff. I don't know, but it, diacetyl is. A delicious butter flavor, and it wasn't some old vaping products too. It actually was bad for you. <laughs> but, uh, they they stopped doing that. It's, uh, that gives you popcorn lung. Regarding the Virginia thing, though, one last thing uh, I just want to say because you know how I am about educating and stuff like that. Um, ever since this came about, I've heard this term "boogaloo" uh, been coming. Right. It's been popping up, so, and just so people understand what it actually means. Oh, so, yeah. So, so you see these in in, in some of the the far right things. I think Andrew's done a, a good job of educating people about like. A lot of like what what goes on in these situations, and people use that term to say that they're they they want a, a civil war, and and again it's it's something you'll see like kind of an extreme thing, and and it's also people who like to make memes about it. They like to joke about it. Wait a minute, boogaloo means civil war. Yes. Yeah, well, yeah, they, it means the people who are going to. So if you ever see that, that's that's kind of what people are making reference to. Is they're they're saying 
Civil War Two, Electric Boogaloo. That yeah, that's that's what that's. Oh, that's it's a code word. Yeah, okay. it's it's a code word. So if you see people talking about the Boogaloo, it's like they, OK they Boomer, kind of like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not the, the the Gen Zs using it though. Not not all of them, but but what it is is again, it's it's a reference to people who are usually making jokes about uh, some kind of. Uh, actual uprising to go out and fight the government and have a revolutionary war type of thing. So let's boogaloo is is uh, that's a that's a call to arms. Yeah. So if you, yes. yeah, if you say that, then yeah, you're you're making a call to arms. <laughs> so so that's what that's all about. If you're if you're seeing that, so you'll you'll see people making memes about the the, the boogaloo in Virginia and whatever. So, but my hope is that it ends peacefully. The governor respects the rights of Second Amendment people there, and maybe the Supreme Court will even intervene to allow this rally to happen the way it should happen. Uh, thanks again for joining us at Radio Free New York. We'll be back with another segment in just a few minutes. Aircraft Environmental Systems proudly supports Radio Free New York. Rochester-based leaders in climate simulation chambers for America's R&D laboratories where experts in troubleshooting, calibrations, custom designs, and consulting for more than 40 years. Industry pioneers, we created the first-ever fleet of temperature, humidity, and altitude test chambers available to rent coast-to-coast. Trained and trusted by environmental chamber manufacturers, we are ACES. Find us at acesinc.com. You're listening to Radio Free New York. Welcome back to Radio Free New York. Thanks again for joining us. We're live here in the WYSL studio. Give us a call if you want to join the conversation, 585-346-3000. And, of course, shout out to our friends at WACK and WENY. If y'all listen to the show later and you want to participate, uh, send us an email, contact at RadioFreeNewYork.com. Uh, if you send us good questions or comments, you know maybe we'll read them on the air or we'll take your feedback. We'd love to hear what you think. So thanks again, everyone, for joining us. We're doing lots of different topics today. Yeah. Just jumping around, just trying to cover some of the stuff that we feel like we, we weren't able to cover earlier in the week. Uh, and one of the ones that we want to talk about was the Police Accountability Board in Rochester. Now, for those of you who don't live in the area, you haven't been following the news of this, what happened in the city of Rochester is there's a referendum last November to get a Police Accountability Board that would be filled by a, a Police Accountability Group City Council and the mayor, they would appoint these uh, members to a police accountability board. So if there's a complaint of uh, police abuse or violence uh, uh, against a police officer, that this board would be able to investigate and be able to discipline the officer. And that was kind of the the big area of contention in the city. Do they just have investigation power or do they have the power to discipline? I think the mayor's office is still challenging whether or not they have the power and ability to be able to discipline police officers because the mayor thinks that they should still be able to do that and the police union still thinks they should be able to do that. But there was a charter amendment that that was the reason behind the referendum in November in the city and that passed overwhelmingly. 75 percent. Yeah. So, so that's that's what's going on there. A little, now, little background here too, yeah. folks. Uh, again, those who live outside the Rochester metro, Rochester is a city of uh, somewhere between two hundred and ten and two hundred and twenty thousand people. Uh, there are, I believe, thirteen thousand registered Republicans in the city. <laughs> you think that's relevant, Bob? I think it has something to do with, to do with the, the, 
so, the, the overwhelming support for the Police Accountability yeah. Board, uh, which, by the way, is also being opposed in a lawsuit by the Police Locust Club. Right. And uh, it, it almost got took off the ballot, taken off the ballot, too. Um, but it ended up going through. It was on the ballot. It passed overwhelmingly. It's it's there. It's happening. I, I actually I support it. I, I think and and here's why. I think that it provides a good function of showing that if something goes wrong, there's a mechanism outside of the police to be able to say something is happening. Someone who is more objective is investigating that. Trust in the police in the city of Rochester is incredibly low in a lot of neighborhoods, and this provides kind of a, a relief valve to say, well, here the, here are. Members of the community who are looking at this objectively, who have a different stake in the game, who are investigating this and being able to, to determine whether or not something actually went wrong. So they, there are several members who are appointed to the Police Accountability Board recently. And uh, Sean, I know you had something to say about that. Yeah, I just want to step back one second and clarify, um, to the best of my knowledge, the Police Accountability Board has only the power to suggest the punishment. The police still reserve the right to administer no. it. No, I'm pretty sure – no, th- that's what uh, the Charter Amendment was about. They got more power than that. Um, yeah, no, because – no, that's what okay. the mayor wanted. Maybe maybe I misinterpreted what was – No. What I read last night because yeah, that's what I thought. The, the mayor wanted it to be so they could recommend punishment and it would be yes. carried out by the mayor and – well, the chief of police yes. who is appointed by the mayor. That's what they wanted. They thought that that would be on more legally stable grounds, mm-hmm. whereas the charter amendments that we voted on in November was to give the Police Accountability Board the actual power to discipline officers, which is what the, the, the Locust Club is uh, uh, challenging. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but I, so generally, I, I think it's it's a good idea. We'll see how it works out in practice because I think it does provide that relief valve to provide to, – to, to give a, a sense of trust – in the community, that if, if something bad does happen, the police aren't just going to close ranks. Not, I don't know that they would always do that. I don't want to accuse RPD specifically of doing that, but that is the perception, and this was the political solution to combat that perception. And there's a, a countervailing concern on the part of the police, which is we're going to have this police accountability board comprised of people who have no idea – of the uh, the pressures and the strictures of law enforcement, the practical application of uh, you know techniques uh, that are used by the police and so forth. Yeah. So so the discussion around this when it, when it was being talked about was that they could have at least one uh, retired police officer on the police accountability board to provide that perspective. Although they couldn't be uh, a Rochester Police Department. Uh, retiree, they had to be uh, from somewhere else. Because I was say, we we know a guy, we know a good guy for that, right? But but, but anyway, that that it doesn't appear that that happens. Uh, even though I think that would have provide a value valuable perspective, right? You have you have a lot of interesting people who are on this police accountability board, but they, mm. as far as I can tell, they don't have anyone who had a background in law enforcement. No. I, I like think, the idea of it being from a different force too. Yeah, so some building objectivity. There. Exactly, right, right. and then you can say, okay, was this actually how things are supposed to be done, or is it, you know, or is this an abuse of power? Right? Is this an inappropriate action? You don't have that same tie, uh, that same um, loyalty to the same police department, where you wouldn't want to, you know, betray someone that was uh, had served with you, right? I kind of have a little problem with the selections they made, but fortunately, I was, if I was reading correctly, again. Uh, some of the positions are only for six months, and then they're going to be reevaluated in 
another people can, yeah. be, can be chosen. But it consists of two doctors, a director, a rabbi, two reverends. Well, there's also a doctor, um, a physician's assistant, a deaf systems advocate, and a substance abuse therapist. Where's the salt of the earth? Where are the common man? These people, I mean, I'm not trying to disrespect anybody with a PhD, but from my experience of dealing with people with PhDs, you're disconnected. I mean, you've had your face in a book on a college campus for nearly a decade, but yet you're going to tell us what the common man is going to So, through? Sean, I, I, I really don't quite understand where you're going to – so like the doctors, right? The doctors who are on there, they're medical doctors, yeah. right? So so the reason why you'd want like a medical doctor on this board is like if if a person is injured – as a result of police action, they would be able to evaluate what types of injuries, what were they caused by, things like that. Oh, so, hogwash. I've played enough lacrosse and football in my day. I can assess but, it. <laughs> I've assessed doctor, my own I feel injuries. like a doctor's more qualified than you, Sean. No offense, but buddy. But I'm saying, like, any any mother could assess, you know, any, you know, when, when their kids get a cut and a scrape or a broken bone or whatever. I mean, you know, and if the police have to go, if the police ended up I mean, beating there are somebody, moms on there, too. If the, but, if, if the police had to go to the point where they beat somebody that a doctor is needed to assess the damage that's I mean, just I, I like guilty so, so, on top of guilty right so, there. so like when you have like the like civil suits that happen that's what ends up happening is the doctor will right. do an evaluation and they'll say okay here's what happened here's like the injury and they'll use the medical terms and this is what bones were injured or muscles were injured or organs were injured and then they'll make that list and that's what ends up going in the civil suit and then you know the tax but if something if the judgment does end up uh, happening in favor of the person who filed the suit then of course we pay the bill for it, but okay. Well, they have, they have one. There. They have one medical doctor and one physician assistant. The other doctor is a doctor. He holds a doctorate degree in like ministry, a theology, okay. and, and a bunch and, of and things like that. It's because a lot of these uh, the folks are on there, like the reverends and stuff. They're they're active in the community, right? Like they're right. they're connected with uh, the the people on the ground to talk about these things they hold meetings at their 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 places of worship to be able to uh discuss these issues and how it impacts the community so i i don't i don't think they're terrible choices and i think the police accountability board's really interesting the one that's getting a lot of uh uh, uh discussion right now is a uh, michael uh, powell who who had served time in jail for for pretty awful crime he had he had shot someone in the doorway of a daycare center oh. uh, and he, he had he'd gone to jail for it and now he's a substance abuse counselor who works mm-hmm. with people who are recently incarcerated and a lot of people are upset with his appointment I, I'm I'm really not I'm like well if he's working with people who are recently incarcerated that some of those same people might be go- going through and making complaints and he provides a unique perspective on that but a lot of people are very upset with his so his his uh, his um, organization is called the reentry and community development center. He, he's the one that I actually have the least amount of problem with. Right. So, so what, he's the one he's most salt of the earth. Huh? Yeah. To me, because I mean, let's, let's, that person's got some serious mileage. They got serious street mileage on them. You know, they know what's happening in the street. They've been there. These other people, overly educated, I, out of touch, bunch, out of touch, bunch of damn eggheads. So, so uh, <laughs> thanks, Buff. <laughs> no, no problem. Uh, so, what, more important, I think, than the actual initial selection of the personnel, what's the term? 
What's the term? Yeah, so that one I was trying to well, find. Some, some what of them it was. are some of them are six months, and then yeah. I didn't hear anything else about the other ones. And well, they I guess can... they're going to get picked and choose different times. Yeah, so I'll post an article following up on that because coming up next is Fake News Friday. Yay! Yeah, it's kind of like our version of Happy Hour. That's right. End the week on a fun note. Smoke them if you got them. <laughs> Why do businesses choose to move their website from Wix and Squarespace to Simple Tech Innovations? Maybe it's their excellent customer service or attention to detail. Maybe it's their ability to give a truly customized solution. Or perhaps they just like the fact that Simple Tech is a local small business that builds great relationships with its clients. Whatever the reason may be, you can rest assured knowing that the local team at Simple Tech has your best interest in mind when building or updating your website there hands-on and love helping customers achieve their goals. But don't take my word for it. They've won the best in Rochester eight years in a row and have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. If your website doesn't match your dreams or isn't achieving your goals, give the professionals at Simple Tech Innovations a call today for a consultation at 585-200-3182. That's 585-200-3182. Simple Tech Innovations. Radio Free New York. Yes, it's Fake News Friday on Radio Free New York. Yes, welcome back to Radio Free New York. It's Fake News Friday time where we uh, read some headlines and we try to figure out if it's real or fake news. And, uh, you know, I'm going to kick this off. Go for it. (laughs) Here's the headline. Iran may have a fleet of communist killer dolphins. Real news or fake news? I'm going to go with real news. Bob, what do you think? I'm thinking thinking fake. Fake news. It is is real news. Now, I don't know if the dolphins are actually communists, but they did come from the Soviet Union. The Soviet Union had a a weapons program where they had dolphins who were able to – like kind of uh, either have like uh, bombs attached to them so they mm-hmm. could uh, defend uh, like shipping areas or they could uh, disarm mines, things like that. And, and Iran had, had gotten these from the, the Soviet Union and trained them and kept them around and were apparently using these. Uh, the, the U.S. military was preparing to, to deal with this if it were in fact an actual thing. So there's, there is some evidence to suggest Iran may in fact have uh, – communist killer dolphins i kind of knew it was real because a i know the united states back in the 60s trained dolphins to attach clamps onto torpedoes that were laying on the bottom yeah um also to do nuclear warhead recovery yep and i recently remember seeing um that beluga whale in uh, russia that uh, decided to return somebody's iphone and wanted to play catch and if you train a whale or dolphins, why not? Maybe it's <laughs> and, he, and he had a, the thing is he had a harness around him yeah. that was like saying like uh, United States or something property or something yeah. on it. And that, <laughs> and, like, and, oh boy! The, the story I got this was from military dot com too. That's, that's right. the that's the website. Uh, Sean, do you do you have one for us? Oh yeah, you know me. I'm I'm just gonna go right down that road every time. Oh goodness, Florida man. Florida man. What's Florida okay? Man so doing? it's automatically it's probably. You know, true, right? Because it's Florida, Maybe. man. You never know. 
Florida man arrested for hanging from a traffic light and pooping on cars. Hmm. Yeah. That's, that sounds real. I don't know. I'd believe it. But I, I'm going to go with real. I'd Google it. Is it real? A Florida man high on meth decided to climb a traffic light and go number two on passing cars. It took the police and the fire department to get him down as he was arrested. Yay! Yes, we both win. <laughs> Everyone We're both wins correct. In that situation. Bobby it's Florida I, man. You know? Florida. I had something here and it went away. Oh man! But I, I can't read the the background on it, but I I can tell you what the story is. Uh, Melania Trump routinely uses a body double. Ooh, I've seen this one around. Uh, you know, I've seen some different looks about her, and I'm thinking that it's true. Okay, Sean's going with true. true. Uh, what say you? I'm, I'm going to say it's fake news. It, it is fake, but I can't find the background. Uh, <laughs> my, uh, my phone did a, did a weird thing. I lost the link. You know, I'll see if I can find it. Pe- people are saying that Melania is like the you know the hottest first lady ever. You know, and and I'm also saying she's the most unhappiest. I mean, yeah, the look on her face, and she won't hold hands with him. Oh, no, it's just, that's just that icy stare that supermodels always have. Yeah, yeah no, I don't. She has, she has a look. I'm not Very buying. tense look. All but right. She didn't want to move into the White House right away. She basically had to get dragged over. Yeah. Anyway, is, I, I, want, I want to read some, before we run out of time, I want to read yep. some of these, these tweets from, uh, allegedly, Michael Bloomberg. No. Did Michael Bloomberg make these claims? Mike can telepathically communicate with dolphins. Mike has eaten Clams Casino for breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day for the past 30 years. And did Michael Bloomberg tweet out a picture of himself photoshopped as a meatball? Are any of these things true? Well, the Clams Casino thing would explain a lot. Yeah, I have <laughs> it to certainly say. would. You know, Real uh, news bil- or fake news? Billionaires can get so eccentric that I would say, yes, it's going to be real news. It's going to be real news? What do you think? Real news? Which one? Fake news? The Clams uh, Casino or the, or the... Any of them. Any and, of them? To, and telepathically communicating with dolphins. Can, can Michael Bloomberg do that? Or did can he say he that it? he did that? Did I, he I, think the, he, I think he would say that he could do that. Yeah. I, I've, I've heard him say a lot of loopy stuff. Yeah. So that stuff is all true in the sense that their official Twitter, you know, the, the blue check team Bloomberg Twitter decided to tweet out a bunch of Michael Bloomberg facts while he wasn't in the debate uh, claiming those things. So his Twitter was not hacked. That is really his team who decided to tweet that stuff out. They also tweeted out some gems like podium order was determined by a corn dog eating contest at the Iowa State Fair. Much like a real wolf, debate moderator Wolf Blitzer can devour an elk carcass in one sitting. <laughs> uh, and yeah, then, then they did a bunch of weird polls. They did, yeah. It was it was a strange thing to read. I always wondered if Wolf Blitzer's family could be referred to as a pack. Waka waka. Yeah, mm. but uh, <laughs> where, where's the the the, the rim shot noise when you need that, it? That's... Yeah, but no. Here here's a picture of uh, oh, Michael my. Bloomberg. Yeah, that'll haunt your memory, they, they, Sean. Yeah, they they put his face like superimposed it into it. Oh yeah, no that that that'll haunt your memories. I, I do have uh, another one ready though too. Okay. Michigan Town buys Nasal Ranger to track down stinky marijuana plants. Did they buy a nose gun to track down marijuana plants? I saw a picture of somebody holding this device to their nose and, you know, with the amount of money we're throwing at police departments for drug enforcement, I think they would be stupid enough to actually buy something like this, yes. 
Real news or fake news? Uh, I'm going to say fake. Uh, no, there's, there's a real thing that a Michigan town invested in. Here's a... A nice picture of it. The <laughs> guy looks like he's holding a speed gun up to, up to his nose. Yeah, so this guy, he's holding uh, a thing over his nose, and it's supposed to be able to assist in detecting uh, marijuana smell. Uh, supposedly, I, I they're, they're trying to figure out, is this legal to use? Is it uh, something that's going to be effective? But uh, apparently... They are doing that, even though I think they legalized marijuana in Michigan, too. Yeah, well, it, it actually, you know, if you, if you think about this for a minute, which I did not do before I said it's probably fake, uh, because I got blindsided, folks. I didn't know. I didn't see it coming. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the, with all the new marijuana laws, there's, there's, they're going to have to have new means of enforcement. Yeah, right. They have to, you know, they have to have more de- you know, detection and more investigative tools. Yeah, like, like there's a, a breathalyzer now for, for dope, for THC, apparently. Yeah, I mean, that's interesting. They, they need to be able to figure out how to do that because you can be impaired while driving, and that's, uh, I think, a, a fair thing to uh, want to prevent. Uh, and I, I read it. Why, why they're doing this is you can't have plants visible or grown outside uh, of an enclosed, secure area. So everything's got to be secure. So if you're having – if you're growing your – you can still grow your plants illegally, apparently, in Michigan <laughs> – um, which is why they have invested in uh, the nasal ranger. Um, <laughs> nasal ranger. Yeah, it's probably yeah. a copyrighted as a service mark now. I'm, I'm just I'm just glad I'm going to be long gone pushing daisies up because you know by the time people come to realize they can be like you yeah. people banned uh, a plant. Are you kidding? <laughs> apparently, it's been around for a while. I'm I'm reading about it, and Denver had used it for a little bit, and uh, before. Legalization and I can imagine them using that in Rochester. It'd go off every two seconds. <laughs> yeah, I feel like walking down the street half the time will just uh, smell it. Oh, uh, yeah. But, oh, yeah. And it's a uh, Bessemer, Michigan. Apparently, it costs $3,400 to purchase this device and train police officers. Oh, that's too expensive. It. I wanted one, but not so, anymore. Yeah. Told you they just throw on the money away. All right. Thanks again for joining us here on Radio Free New York for fake news friday we'll be back again monday talk to you then thank you kevin thank you sean and thank you audience we'll see you next time